The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Why do we need to get silent before the Lord? To hear Him. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, The scripture tells us, be still. Yeah. Amen. And know that I am God. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That simply means this. Uh, people don't realize that they are spirit, soul, and body. Yeah. And your spirit and your soul is not the same thing. Otherwise, the Bible would have told us that. Yeah. But... The spirit and the soul and the body are three different parts. It's your spirit that gets born again, but your soul does not get saved. But the scripture tells us you can get your your soul saved by the engrafted word. In other words, you've got to change it yourself. Mm-hmm. And your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, the problem with that is, it gets very loud up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very loud and it gets very distracting. And then when you need to hear God, God doesn't speak to you in your soul. Mm. He speaks to you in your spirit. Yes. But if your soul is loud, and what do I mean by that? I simply mean you've had a lot of errands to run during the day and the TV was on. Mm. And then this person dropped by and spoke to you and they spoke the biggest load of nonsense ever. And you got caught up with that conversation. And then you read this article in the newspaper and then you were browsing on social media. And then the next door neighbors are just ranting and raving with their music and so forth. That can escalate to a noisy soul. And... If you look at how God speaks to us, God loves talking to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God talks to us in our spirit. And if you, you watch how he talks, he says, he speaks to us in that still, small voice. Yeah. So can you imagine why a big percentage of the population cannot hear him? Mm-hmm. And they say, God's not talking to me. Uh, sorry for you. He is talking. Yes. I mean, but the radio is always blaring. That's it. always noise. That's it. Wrong frequency. You don't mm. give him the time of day. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to learn how to crucify your flesh. Your flesh yes. wants to go on social media. Your flesh wants to go and play this song on the radio. And your flesh wants to talk a little bit of nonsense now and again and have <laughs> a little chuckle about it, you know. But... And your flesh wants to watch this one TV series where they let in a little curse word here and there. And then you you kind of squint, you know, just to make yourself feel a bit guilty like you're opposing this. But you carry on watching it. Um, (laughs) All of that is contributing to a noisy head. Mm. That's all it's doing. Yes. 
And it, it's a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice to crucify your flesh so that you can come to a place where you can hear His voice. But I tell you what, it is so worth it. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is so worth it because when you come to that place where you know, like you know, like you know, like you know, He's talking to you. And, and the thing of it is, He's been talking all the time. It's us not listening. And I tell you what, there is such great reward when hearing his voice. It's just there's just something else about it. Because everything that he says, it's it's not nonsense. Like we talk to each other, you know, and you like how was your day? You know, no, I just took the car quickly and I went. It's all useless information. And we pack our minds with that junk. But when he speaks, everything that he says is full of faith and full of life and full of life and it's full of the love of God. And it's always the wisdom of God all the time, 24 hours a day. Well, that's what uh, Proverbs chapter one says. Yeah. That wisdom's like always speaking. That's right. Always speaking. Yeah, in the concourse, in the chief yeah. place, we, we're speaking. And, and wisdom's loud. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wisdom's loud. And even in Proverbs uh, 8, it talks again how wisdom's out there, like in public, trying to get people's attention, trying to help them. Yeah. Mm. And um, like most people are rejecting wisdom. Yeah. So um, it, it's so important to learn how to get rid of the noise. Especially when you are facing major decisions that you need to make in your life and you're really not sure which way to go mm. and you don't, they both look good. Um, that's not the time just to uh, say, let's flip a coin. Mm. That's, that's not wise. <laughs> so the right thing to do is, and this is something that we should practice all the time. And I used to do this, like, actually quite a lot. I used to just go off of social media, and you don't hear me for a long time. And um, I'm starting to do that again. I haven't done it in a long time, but I'm starting to do it again. The benefits of that. This morning, I woke up, and this this has been something that the Lord has just been talking to me over and over and over again. And this is tonight's message. And afternoon message for those in Florida. Um, (laughs) But before we do that, let's um, welcome our dad in a word of prayer. Father, we are so blessed to be a part of your faith family. We are so blessed to have you as our father. We're so blessed to be counted righteous in your eyes and we thank you for everything that you've done and you know i've had a chat with you about tonight's meeting anyway so i'm not going to repeat myself because then i'll get over into unbelief and i'm not going to do that but i know you've heard me and i just want to thank you for just being faithful to hear me and being faithful to hear all of us so dad once again This is not about me, and this can never, ever be about me, but this is about you. And this is about you having your time with us kids. Mm -hmm. 
And I thank you, Father, for having your way and getting your message across. And I thank you for your spirit. So, Father, I pray none of me and I pray all of you. And I pray, Father, that you think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords. And then we also take authority over all distractions. We take authority over every defeated devil that tries to interfere and interrupt in this meeting or interrupt the listeners. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we bind you and we bind your satanic efforts in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray for those who are streaming and I pray for those here who are present. And I thank you, Lord, for helping them and giving them eyes to see you, to see what you are saying. Thank you, Father, for giving them ears to hear. You said in Mark chapter 4, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm. So, Father, thank you for giving them ears to hear what you are saying. You know, in the book of Revelation, it says, Hear what the Spirit is saying. And then, Father, I thank you for giving them a heart to understand, a heart to perceive this message. And I praise you for it, and I thank you for it. You're so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, the theme for this year so far, as the, the Lord has made it crystal clear to us, is we need to come to a place where we know Him as our Father. We don't know Him as God. I mean, we understand we, we use that terminology from time to time in our preaching and our teaching. There's nothing wrong with that. But, like, he got a little annoyed with me one day. And uh, I just kept saying, God, this God. I was excited, you know. And he said, quit calling me God so much. And that just took the wind out of my sails. I, was, I stood there bug-eyed. And then he goes and he quotes scripture to me as well. To, now, what are you going to do? <laughs> yes, sir. You're like, okay. <laughs> he said, and then he quote, and he quotes it in detail. He says, I'm quoting from Romans and I'm quoting from Galatians. I said, okay, you win. <laughs> and he said, call me father. Call me father. And the, so the book of Proverbs tells us that wisdom, talking about the wisdom of God, it's too high for a fool. And that's not just separating the wise from the fool, but that's also where you are spiritually. Mm. You could be, even though you're a son of God, you're a daughter of God, but when he talks to you, his wisdom is too high. And at that point, we are foolish. And that's not an insult. That just means we need to grow up into that. Mm. Okay? And so he spoke that to me. And then over a, a course of time, he started expounding on that. And I've seen him make a point of me knowing that he is my father. I've seen that. And it really blessed me. And it's something that you have to grow into. It's not something that's going to just open up your eyes overnight. 
And um, over time, I would also study out the love of God. But now that he said, don't call me God so much, we won't say that. <laughs> the love of our Father. Amen. And there, there is definitely a difference. There is definitely a difference. The one's way more intimate. Way more intimate. Mm. And <clears throat> this year, we've been focusing on He is our Father and fellowship. And we spoke about that Friday night. We spoke about fellowship. And we're going to talk about the love of our Father. And we're going to be talking about fellowship. And we're going to talk about fatherhood and and us being His children and so forth. You know, if you allow that to minister to you, I'll tell you what, you'll come out completely different. There's no way you will pray the same. It's impossible. There's no way you will struggle with your faith. Because you know, faith is not supposed to be a struggle. No, That's not what we read in our Bible. It's what we experience here on this side. That's not God's fault. That's our fault. But the scripture tells us that faith does work. Yeah. Amen. But it works by love. Yes. And lately, he's just been on this one thing the whole time. And it's been over a few days. But this morning, I planned on talking about the wisdom of God. I thought that was a, that's a good message. We're going to uh, discuss that, you know. And I woke up and he was so strong on me about how much he loves us. Very, very, very strong. But he came from a different angle. And that's what I'm going to share with you tonight. And it was, uh, the, the thing of it is, when he talks, he's a spirit, and he talks to your spirit, it bypasses your soul. Yes. It, it's, it's got nothing to do with your thinking. So now for me to kind of remember all of what happened this morning, um, I'm going to, well, we've prayed. Amen. Yes. Amen. And we've submitted to, the, to him. Mm. I'm out the way. It's him talking to his kids. Mm. Um, and let's go to 1 John 4. Let's read that first. Let's start there. 1 John chapter 4, and we'll look at verse 16. Okay. Hey, Denver! So glad that you're with us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yo, you made my, you, someone made my night here. (laughs) (laughs) You sounded like Denver, who married us. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pastor D. Okay. First John chapter four, verse 16. And you guys know the draw. Yes. Amen. 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 Okay. Uh, And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. Now the world will tell you God is a lot of things. But should we believe them? No. No. The Bible tells us God is light. And the Bible tells us God is love. That is what we ought to believe. Mm -hmm. But people tell you stuff like, Oh, you know, I've gone through this stuff and... You know, maybe God is not happy with me and that type of stuff. You, you can tell right off the bat they don't have a relationship with Him and they probably never opened up their Bible because this says God is love. Mm. No matter what. No matter what. 
I don't care how bleak your circumstances look. God is still love. This book existed before I was born. Mm -hmm. And it said back then, God is love. And now I'm grown up and I can read for myself. Amen. And it still says, God is love. And should Jesus tarry and we go by reason of the grave, guess what? The next generation is going to open up their Bible and it's still going to say, God is love. That that there is pivotal. Mm -hmm. You have to make His word the final authority in your life. Not people's opinions. Mm -hmm. I don't care about your opinion. Mm -hmm. If it's crosswise to this book, Sorry for you. <laughs> I'm just not going to listen to you. You understand? Because this has eternal life in it. And not it's the a, world. It's not the world. And this will get me through the toughest situations. And it has. I've proven it time and time again in my own personal life. Mm-hmm. That's why I can speak like this on this authority. God is love. <clears throat> and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Now. What I really, and and this is what I want to share with you. This is what I downloaded this morning from heaven. He said, we have known and believed the love that God has to us. This is just a verse and nothing more to a lot of Christians, unfortunately. And there's a lot of Christians that would love to experience this. On a deeper level. And when I say experience, I'm talking about going from knowledge to experience. Now, John, the Apostle John that wrote this, he was the same person that wrote the Gospel of John. And he referred to himself in that account as the The disciple disciple that Jesus loved. loved. So he had a revelation of that. Now, he's writing by the Spirit here and he says, we have known. That word known is the same word in the Garden of Eden when Adam knew Eve. It's the exact same word. It's an intimate word. It's intimacy on the highest level. But let me ask you this question. Have you ever experienced that? I'm not talking about knowledge. I'm talking about have you ever experienced that? And probably the truth is you have. And you didn't even know it. And that's what we're going to talk about. This morning. And this has been going over on and on for a period of a few days. And the Lord said to me. And I just want to, before we do that, just go to 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. 1 John chapter 3 verse 1. Behold, what manner of love, now he says, the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. I'm the daughter of God. (laughs) That we should be called his kids. That is the type of love that He has bestowed upon us. Now, I want you to bear that in mind. So, when the tough uh, 
if I can say that tough situations come our way and it comes upon our, our path, you'll find out that a lot of believers, man, they, they can't believe their way out of a, a situation. And God has given them the faith. Mm. They do have the faith to get out of that situation, but it's not working. They just don't know how to appropriate that faith. They don't know how to. And you know what the root cause of it is 99% of the time? Fear. They don't. Yeah, fear. They don't believe the love. Yes. That's it. not rooted. Yeah. Because faith works by love. Amen. Faith works when you know you don't see him as God. Mm. You see him as Father. And that distance... That's why, I don't, that's why he said to me, quit calling me God so much. Because what's happening is, there's that distance between him and myself. And the other word for father is dad. And that's it. And we see that in Romans chapter 8, Abba, mm -hmm. in the Hebrew. Yeah. So this morning he said to me, in order to come to the place where you can know my love. In order for you to come to the place where you actually believe it. You are going to have to go back in time. And you are going to have to think and of all the personal accounts. And where you can remember and where you can see for yourself where I was. And I was reaching out to you. And when you go through that timeline, you'll start putting the points together and you'll start seeing the great love that I have for you. And I've been reaching out to you all this time. Especially the tough times. As Especially the tough life, times. That you see God's been, God's been helping you. All He's the time. He's been standing by yeah. you no matter what. And, you know, we, when we read scripture like this, we just say, we have known, believe the love. Yes, yes, I believe it. No, no you don't. It's head knowledge. Mm -hmm. you, know, you haven't come to a realization. God doesn't want you to skip through things. He wants you to realize. He wants you to see him as father. He wants you to get it that he genuinely loves you. Where it moves you. When you tear up, yes, that is when. when, when, when it's real to you, mm. when you've realized. And he said to me, tell your story so they, they can relate and they can think about where I've been in their lives. Because every one of you got a story. Because mm -hmm. there's no way I'm the only favorite in the family. <laughs> oh, I'd like I to think that. <laughs> no. So I remember when I was in grade one. And I was, uh, when I was a kid, I was always short, you know, I was this little, short little scrawny thing. Yes. And I remember, we, in those days, we used to have assembly in school. And there was this one teacher that my Heavenly Father put in that school who was anointed by God. And he would walk up and down that stage. Man, I must have been six years old. Because you were supposed to start at age seven. 
but uh, my parents spoke to the principals and told them, you know, the principal and the teachers, you know, they got me in there at age six. And I was standing there and we had to stand up. You know, those days you, you have respect. Mm. You remember, Morris? Yeah. You don't sit on the floor, uh, uh. you stand. And the teacher was walking up and down. The, the teachers, the rest of the, the teachers were sitting on chairs behind him, you know. That's how it was. And uh, he was preaching the gospel. Yeah. He was preaching the gospel. And I never, ever forgot that. It just, and he said, and I'll still remember his message to this day. And he said, you have to have a ticket to get into heaven. You can't just go into heaven without a ticket. You've got to have this special ticket. And I thought, man, I've got to get me that ticket. <laughs> what is this ticket? He said, that ticket is Jesus. I said, okay, let's sort that out. Let's get that done. Amen. And he was very strong. The anointing was on him. Now, the anointing is a manifestation of the love of God. Mm. That's what it is. That's why the anointing is there. Why do people get healed under the anointing? God is just showing off his love. That's it. There's nothing else to it. So this guy just carried on and on about this ticket that you had to have. I never, ever forgot that. As the years uh, went on, I remember one stage we went through a phase. phase thank you. <laughs> and we were listening to rap music and I was into basketball like big time. And uh, we used to watch NBA inside stuff and then get full of the stuff and run to the court. You know, we'd play basketball and everyone was there and that type of thing. You were an American trapped in a South African I was. Body. A, I, I identified <laughs> as an American. <laughs> um, and uh, it was very interesting, e even though we played this gangster rap and they had curse words in it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you guys know about that. And there was this missionary from the United States. And he was a basketball coach. And he, he would coach college basketball back home. But he came here to South Africa. And I tell you what, when we play, we played street ball, you know, no rules. And when he would come on the court, he would always say, Trevor, you're on my team. And he would take Shane as well. And Shane and myself had to be on his team. And I knew he was a Christian. He made it crystal clear that he was a Christian. And I tell you what, I like this guy. I don't know what it was on it. I was a sinner, man. I was an outright sinner. But man, when this guy came on the court, there was just something about him. I liked him. And he liked us. There would something come out and we would play against professional South African players. They had their colors. And man, we whipped them every time. It's a weird coach with us, you know. And I realized today... Jesus was playing basketball with me. <laughs> Just like he rides motorbike with Jesus. <laughs> but do you see how he comes along into our life? Mm. And he's been there all the time in these little moments. Then I remember uh, when I was a sinner and uh, I, you know, this was before I got saved. 
I remember I was getting into some really hectic financial trouble, like bad. And I knew God existed. And I didn't, I, thank God I wasn't exposed to all this uh, traditional, you know, religious stuff. I just believed that he wanted to take care of us, man. I didn't have an issue with that. And I just went to him. I said, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? And when I was back in my gangster days, I had my friend named Shane, of course, as you know. And Shane, he he just went, if I can say worse, he just got worse. He, he really took the gangsterism stuff very seriously. And then he said to me, he's going to leave Port Elizabeth and he's going to move up to Durban and he's going to go into the gang areas and stuff like that. His personality started changing and he he was becoming very rough and so forth. And I asked him, like, why do you want to do this, man? And he's like, don't worry about it. And cut a long story short, as soon as he got out of school, he left. He went to Durban. And I didn't hear from him again. And... As years progressed, I met this girl, Jamama, and I would always tell her about Shane. I'd say, man, that was that was a good guy, you know, that was a genuine guy. I said, but he just he went off the rails, and uh, I would I would bring him up, ever so now and again. And about three years later, she and I we were at St George's Park. It was during the day. And there had been an international cricket match there. And I was sitting on the bench. And I was just enjoying the people as they're coming out of the stadium and so forth. And all of a sudden, this girl, this girlfriend of mine back then, she said, let's go to the shop. 7-Eleven was across the road. I said to her, well, just, just calm down. We'll go to 7-Eleven now now. I said, I'm just enjoying these people coming out of the stadium and so forth. I didn't know what was about to happen. There's a lot more that's happening in the spirit than what we realize. And all of a sudden, man, she starts pressing on me. No, let's go to 7-Eleven. I really want, I said to her, listen, the store is not going to run away. It's still going to be there. These people are leaving. I'm enjoying this. I'm just, we, we can go now now. No, we, we must go. I said to her, just, just relax. And she never, she was never like that. It was so weird. And a couple of minutes later, I see this fellow walking down the pathway. And as you guys know, St. George's Park, it's got multiple paths in it mm-hmm. and so forth. And he comes walking down the pathway, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm thinking, no ways. There's no way. And, and we're, we're pretty distance away from each other. Now, you're going to see how interesting this is when I put the story together. Why she pestered me. Let's go to the shop. And as he's coming closer, I see he tilts his head, and he's looking at me. Because we're still a great distance away. And I I looked at him. I said, Shane, is that you? (laughs) And he goes, Trev? And I was like, no way. And we ran to each other. It was amazing. I embraced and 
so forth. He stepped back and he said to me, I'm born again now. I'm a born again Christian. I serve, I never forget his words. I serve Jesus now. Beautiful. And I looked at him and that just impacted my mind so much. Now, isn't it interesting? If I listened to her, I would have missed him. Yes. You see, there's a lot. Demons can see these things. Angels can see these things. Mm-hmm. And demons can impress people to do things. Just like we led of the Spirit of God, yeah. they can be led by the Spirit of the devil. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she didn't mean to be led by the... Just in case she listens to this message. <laughs> Uh, but she really didn't mean, she didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But obviously there was a lot of pressure to prevent me from hearing his testimony. Mm. Now here's the interesting thing. Both of him, both him and myself grew up in Lorraine. And now we're on this side of town. And he said to me, um, so where are you? I said, I'm just down the road here. He said to me, Really? He said, I live right here in St. George's Park. I said, get out of town, man. He's like, no, I just came back. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said to me, did you know I went to Lorraine and I went to your old house and I couldn't find you? Oh. See how Jesus is moving on him. He didn't even know it. Do you see the love of the Father mm. with me mm. all these years? Sure. He said... I prayed and I said, Lord, can you show me where Trevor is? I'd like to meet him. <laughs> wow. Well. And there we met in St. George's Park. Mm. Now, uh, I followed him back to his place. And then he was just talking about Jesus. And he had all these, these wonderful plans. And it really made an impact in me how he was living for Christ. And I liked his plans better than I like my own. <laughs> and I thought to myself, man, this guy sounds so sure. He's got a sure foundation. I don't have that. You know, I want that. I want what he's got. And so I went over to him and I said, uh, you know, and you know the rest of that. It was a build up and after that I got saved. And the Lord just led, I prayed myself right into the kingdom. I didn't even know it. And I got born again. But can you see the love? How he pursues you? How he chases after you? It's so subtle you don't even notice it. And then I'm sure if you guys look back in your past and you, you think about how he was in your life. You start putting the dots together. You know, there's people that will come to this ministry supernaturally. Yeah. That's the love of God. That's God loving them. And his love becomes real and you become tender to that love when you start looking over those things and you start realizing, hey, wait a minute. He was involved in my life a whole lot more than what I realized. Mm. And you you stand back and then I've come to a place, and I'm not even kidding you. um, I've had 
I've had wonderful moments with him, and that's why he's so real to me. He's he's absolutely real to me. I remember one day I was just listening and meditating on podcasts and just going through his word and so forth, and I fell asleep. And I had a dream where he sang to me. In the dream, it was I heard his voice. He's got the most beautiful voice. It's deep, and it's just... It just carries this... He can sing, man. That's all I can say. He can sing. And the song was, The favor of God will see you through. Those were the lyrics. And I woke up, and I could hear the hustling and bustling outside, people walking and cars and so forth. And yet, I wasn't paying attention to that. I was still stuck on, on these lyrics. And I was thinking about I was thinking about the sweetness of his voice. The favor of God will see you through. And now I'm singing this song, you know. Now I'm singing this song. And later on, uh, the Lord said to me, uh, I, g- I gave you those words to actually speak over yourself. Yes, that was your rainbow word. <laughs> that was my rainbow word. I should have been speaking it. I, I was caught up on the song, you know. But... It's those sweet moments. You get to meditating on that and you get to looking at how he was involved personally and just certain things he wants you to know because he's building you up. He's building you up. He wants you to come to a realization. He don't want you to read this 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 just brush over it and it means absolutely nothing to you he wants you to realize he wants you to know the love that he has for you because it is real and it's there it's generating and it's coming from his spirit 24 hours a day how must he feel if you are not aware of it Because it's a genuine love. It's a tangible love. It's real. And it's coming out. There's not, he said to me, there is not a split second. There's not a nanosecond that goes by where my love skips a beat for you. Nothing. It's just running constantly 24 hours a day. And there are Christians that are going through Hard times. And that love is coming out towards them all the time. They're not even aware of it. Mm. And they feel alone. It's not his fault. No. He's still loving you. Yeah, but I didn't know that. That doesn't change it. That's, it's your responsibility to receive that love that he has for you. That's your job. He's doing his job. He's doing it 24 hours a day. When you go to sleep tonight, he's loving you while you're asleep. Yeah. He's loving you. When you get up in the morning, he's loving you. Mm. You're not even aware of it. You're thinking, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and I've got to get dressed, and I'll, you know, make up the bed and so forth. You, you know, your usual routine. You're not even aware of this unconditional love that is just coming out of him towards you all the time. He finds no fault with you. He doesn't condemn you. Now I'll tell you what. When, when you realize that. 
when when it dawns on you and like i said i've just i've been doing this for a couple of days and i've been looking back over my life and i've been looking at the times the little things that he would say and just just his side he's just he's just a wonderful father he's just absolutely amazing and i looked at how long he was with me even while i was a sinner to get me as his own son and even just certain statements that now that i'm born again i'm able to actually hear him now he can share his heart with me because he's given me ears to hear and when he, he made that statement to me one day, I refuse to spend eternity without you. Let that sink in. You come to a place where you realize he's really going out of his way to let you know that you are his. And he takes it very seriously. Yeah. You're very precious to him. And you couldn't talk him out of it. No matter what. That's covenant love. Now I've come to a place now for the past few days. I actually said this to Megan. I said, I genuinely feel like his favorite. And that's such a good place to be. That is such an awesome place to be. Now imagine we all grow up into that because all of us have stories. All of us can relate at some point. All of us can look back and we can see where he was and what he's done and how he never gave up. Even when we thought we were alone, we were wrong. We weren't alone, but we didn't know it at that time. He was still pursuing us. He was still chasing after us. He refused to give up. Man, and, and he said this to me and I'll never forget it. He said to me, if they only knew how much I love them, they would fall on the ground and they would just bust out crying. Because in that love is wrapped up no condemnation at all. And that is something that a big portion of the church suffers from yeah. in a major way. And it shouldn't be like that. I've seen it far too much. And the condemnation comes from the devil. Yep. Amen. And it's designed to separate you from, from your father. It will cripple your faith. That's the whole thing of it. It does not make you repent. So if anyone wants to feed you that trash, just tell them, excuse me, I don't want to go to the same church you're going to. Because it doesn't work. And you'll always notice the people that are dishing out the condemnation are very angry people. In general, they're very angry people. Take note of it yourself. I've seen it time and time again. Mm. There's so many, there's so many people, customers yeah. that are that are befriend, and then you know every time I see them, chat to them, and yeah. all that comes out is negativity. And what I tell them is. I, just just for a day, I dare you just to say positive things. Yeah. It, That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what we're talking about uh, tonight and what we want to focus on throughout this year is God, and I'm only saying this for the purposes of preaching, because I don't want him to say, hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, he's a sweetheart, I tell you. But when you get to know him that way and you, you, you get to start relaxing around him and you, you find out how he thinks. He wants you to know those things. Mm-hmm. He wants you to predict what he would say. That's a relationship. That's mm-hmm. fellowship. Mm-hmm. You're getting to know your dad. You know, like we know Marius loves coffee. We know that. <laughs> but imagine Marius has been coming here for years and we just, we still haven't figured that out. What? Uh, I get your point. What a waste. Mm-hmm. You know, and every time we say, Morris, would you like a cup of coffee? And he's like, yes, I love coffee. Okay. The next time we come and we do the same thing, we're not catching on, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's how the father is. The father wants you to catch on. Yeah. He actually got a little frustrated with me. I think it was about two months ago. He said, come on, man. He says, predict something about me. <laughs> I said, okay. He wants that. Yeah, but what if I miss it? What if I get it wrong? So what? If you get it wrong, that's fine. It's not the end of the world. You're not going to go down to hell. He's not going to condemn you. No. <laughs> and, and he'll show you where you missed it. So. But that's, that's this whole thing about identifying him as your father. And you refer to him as dad. Talk to him, dad. That's, that is the correct word listed out in Romans chapter 8. We, call, we cry out, the Spirit helps us. We're not doing it by ourselves. The Spirit actually urges you. That's how, that's how real this is to him. The Spirit actually urges you to cry out back to him, Abba, Father. Beautiful. And in the, if you translate that from the Hebrew, and you go to Jerusalem today, and you walk around in Jerusalem, and you probably identify, you'll hear the kids, Abba, Abba. Am I right, Francois? Abba, Abba. And it means my father, my dear father. I mean, it just, it, it just closes this gap of God. Sitting on this metal throne, you know, it's ice cold. It's like the people, the people take fear in a different context. It's not that you must fear God. No, no. And this is what he longs after. And then from that comes fellowship. And then the fellowship is sweet because you don't see him as God anymore. You see him as dad. And man, you, it starts dawning on you that he genuinely loves me. And he's on my side. And he wants my life to turn out good. And you don't, you don't have this pause, well, can I pray, you know, will he listen to me? That goes out the window. The confidence goes up all of a sudden. Yeah. That's where the scripture comes in. Faith works by love. That's yes. where it comes in. Because your confidence goes up because you know he likes you. You know he enjoys being your father. You know he refuses to spend eternity without you. You know he wants you to guess something about him. Even if you get it wrong, he doesn't mind. At least you're making the effort, you understand. Mm. And And you come to that place where you realize, hey, I really am his son. He really is my father. I really am his daughter. 
He really is my father. And man, what that does to his heart. The joy. We don't even know about that. You know why? Because we're still dealing with condemnation. We're like, no way. There's no way he could be that joyous over me. Yes, he is that joyous over you. He took time fashioning you out and a, a man, and he enjoyed doing that. And then recorded your parts, and then he brags about it, and he says, "Hey, I've written all how you were growing together in your your mother's womb. I've got all of that written out." Someone says, "Why would you want to do that?" Because I love you. Because I, I, I like to watch every step of your growth. That's why he will leave the 99. That, exactly. Exactly right. Mm. Because they're protected. Mm. And that's why if, he's, if he, it takes him the time to know the amount of hair on your head. Okay. Then he says, uh, he says, I know what you... and." You know, we read it, uh, God knows what you have need of even before you ask Him. That's how we read it. Mm. No, Scripture tells us in 1 John, if you don't know God as love, you won't know Him at all. So can I, can I quote that Scripture again to you? Let me quote it to you from a place of love. Let me quote it to you from a, from a father's perspective to his kids. I already know what you have need of, even before you ask. Because mm -hmm. I take interest in you. I, I like your, your stuff that you want to come pray out. And then he tells us in another place, hey, before you even finished pray, I went and answered that prayer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but now you don't see it that way when you don't see him as love. Yes. And you don't, you don't know how much you mean to him. You mean the world to him. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That, that none should perish. But all should come. That's his heart. He wants everyone saved. That's his heart. He's crystal clear on that. And when you know God as that He loves you so much, yeah. that just that scripture will bring you to tears. That's right. Mm. That's exactly right because it's dawning on you now. Yeah. Now you're getting it. Mm. Like um, he he was just sharing these moments with me, and I, I, I looked back, and he was actually the one that said, "Remember that missionary playing on the basketball court?" I said, "Oh my goodness, yes, I remember that." He said, that was me playing on the basketball court with you. He wanted me to see that side of him. He wanted me to see that he's a lot of fun. He wanted me to see that he's a dad playing with his son. And I just said to him, and uh, watch this. I said, I didn't say, oh God, please be with me tonight. Please be with me tonight. We've got to get the right message. I didn't do that. Because... I know him as father. I know I'm his son. I know he loves me. My goodness, if I don't get it by now, there's something wrong. <laughs> so I went like this here. Dad, I appreciate your help tonight. And you know, and I told him, you can ask him behind my back. I said to him, 
This is your meat. You say what you need to say. These are your children. And he said, and you? I said, yes. He said, say us kids. I said, yes, you're right. Because I, I talk about you guys separate from me. And he said, no, all of you. And I had to correct myself. And that's the, the relationship that we have. And I trust him to come through. And he did. And on that note, <laughs> but before we, before we end this, I just want to uh, share this scripture with you. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3. You can just write this down. And this is, once again, the heart of our dad. Man, you guys are so, so loved. And he wants you to know it. Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verse 17, and we'll read through until uh, 21. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love. Yeah. That's his heart. He wants you. That's... That, is, that means everything to him. That you will be rooted and grounded in love. Yeah. Now watch this. Why? That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints. Watch this. What is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, passes your head. This has got nothing to do with your head. Yes. But your head can be trained in this. Mm. But it starts in your spirit. You become rooted. Where, where, did it, where did it say this will happen? In your heart. That Christ may dwell in your head or your heart? Your heart, your heart by faith. That you will be rooted and grounded in love. What does that, what does that sound like? It's permanent. Mm. To be rooted and to be grounded in love. What's that? That's permanent. Mm. That's not temporary. He wants you to be aware of Him all the time. Aware of that love all the time. 24 hours a day. And that's a challenge. Because we don't always feel loved. Yeah. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. And you come to a place where you're rooted and grounded in that love, where you are able to comprehend it. And you can start testifying with the saints. What is the breadth of that love my dad has for me? What is the length of that love my dad has for me? What is the depth of his love that my dad has for me? And what is the height of it? In other words, you can describe it wall to wall. You can come to a place where you can actually describe it. Why? Verse 19 tells us so that you can know. That you can know the love. Of Christ which passes knowledge. Why? That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And what did we find out in 1 John chapter 4 verse 16? God is love. Amen. So let's translate that. I'm not out 
I'm not in error when I change that. Why? That you might be filled with all the fullness of love. Mm. Yeah. Well, he just got through telling you that you can know the love of Christ. Am I right? Yes. Watch this. Now. Look how he starts that verse. Verse 20. Now unto him that is able. Unto who? Unto love. Yeah. Unto our dad. Now unto him our father who loves us. That is able to do. You see the word able? Now he is able. Remember when Jesus went and he could heal everyone. Until he came in his own hometown. And, the, and it said there. He couldn't do mighty miracles there. Because of their unbelief. Mm. It wasn't because he refused. He's always willing. He's always willing of himself. There's no way he'll pass up an opportunity on anyone. Mm. But if you've got unbelief, he's bound. Mm. Yeah. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Do you see the freedom that he now has? Yes. Why? Because you know that He loves you. You know the love of Christ. You are comprehending with the saints. You're sharing with them. You're saying, man, I remember when He was over there. I remember when He did this. I remember, man, He really loves me. He genuine, and it starts dawning on you. Man, He loves me. Now faith works by love. Now He's able to do exceeding. Because that's what He doesn't want to do exactly. He's a dad. Come on. He wants to do exceeding abundantly. Yeah. Above all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work in us. Not according to his ability. We know what he can do. He's bragged about that. Not in a, a horrible way, just in a nice way. He parted the, the Red Sea. And the scripture tells us, he just blew his nostril. <laughs> He's tremendously powerful. Amen. But it's us that can hinder him. And let me tell you something now. If you don't see him as a father, and you don't know the love that he has toward you, you won't think how it hurts him. It won't be on your mind at all. The stuff that he wants to do for us. This a man, the stuff that he's got prepared for you. Whew. It's according to the power that works in us. What power is that? It's faith. Faith works, but it works by love. It doesn't work any other way. And when you, when it dawns on you, when you meditate on that love. He's free. He's able. I like that. People don't see him that way. But he's able to do that. When it dawns on you. I've got a dad. And he really wants me to see him as dad. 
Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Wow, we finished on time. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I really, really, really hope that you enjoyed this message. And uh, remember, faith comes by hearing. So So keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.